Hey, y'all. I'm Allison Asarch from Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, I'm Sean Fraser from the Ritzy Kids. Hunters, this is Johnny from Rail Motor. Hey, it's Shane from Blind Season. Hey, it's Rob Stanier, and you can check out my music on all the streaming platforms. Check out my latest music on all the streaming sites. Check out my debut album on all streaming platforms. Check out our new debut album. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Music. And you're listening to our friends, Braggy and Curly. My favorite brands from Australia. My two favorite podcasts is Braggy and Curly. Braggy and Curly. On the Unfiltered. There, everyone, and welcome to episode 114 of the Unfiltered and Undiscovered podcast. We've got an amazing show, fingers crossed, lined up tonight with the, the amazing, the legend that he is, Mick Madu and Ursula. And um, so I'm even introducing our special guest first in um, Mick and Ursula. But we also have, of course, we've got Rossi down there in Sydney Hi, and we've got Braggy in Adelaide. How are Hi, we all? I'm good. I'm more worried about Rossi. He looks like he's pretty much knackered after four days of pocket watching. <laughs> yes. Yes. yes, we were thought, we're wondering how you're going to be, Peter. You all right, mate? Well, like I said, we bumped out of the metro down the stairs this afternoon. We uh, we got in the car by about three thirty, drove home, unpacked the car, had something to eat. Now I'm sitting down in front of the podcast with a cup of tea. Yeah. I'm feeling more relaxed than ever. <laughs> it's all that healthy living that's uh, allowing him to do all this. So, without any further ado, we've got a new segment on the show. It's called the Rossi Report. Um, which also might be called the pocket watch wind up. I don't know. We're still tossing it around. So, um, so what's news, He's Rossi? What's right twice a day. <laughs> That's right. That's good. It's good. Very good. Uh, yeah, we've had a big, big pocket watch week. Actually, they put a single out. They put an EP out last week. They released a video. It's tracking on fifteen hundred views in the last few days. Their streams are up around 3,000 plays on their record that came out on Friday. We put a record launch on Friday night, which was very well received and got a big crowd at Marrickville Bolo. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we spent three days at the Metro Theatre in Sydney just doing a private function playing in front of all these kids. And it has been an absolute circus, that one. We've had a very, very good time. Very, very good time. And all sorts of strange things have been popping up and coming out. And what I do know is that I'd forgotten what it sounded like to hear teenage girls screaming at a rock band. Isn't that cool, yeah. but isn't that so cool? And Craig cool. and I were talking before that the branding on Pocket Watch is just phenomenal, right down to it's the right font, it's the right image, and the boys are just yeah uh, doing so well. You must be really proud well. of them, Rossi. You must be really yeah, proud. They killed it at the Metro. They've like they had all this top drawer A list road crew working for them, and they all loved them because they were, you know, nice, normal kids who were polite, respectful, thanking everybody, turning up on yeah. time, and knowing what they were supposed to do. We did get a couple of got one of these today, or yesterday when they went on stage, got one of these. This girl was screaming, <laughs> holding her head like this. It was the funniest thing I've seen in ages. It really was. Like I haven't seen it since that. Was the was it the National Hotel in Brisbane, Mick, when you guys came on for an encore with your shirts off? Whoa. Oh, it was the capital. Uh, no, National. The last the National. Night, the night the night That's mm. the one. That's and you it. came back on with your encores with your shirts off and the crowd. But it was Beatlemania that night, I tell you. That's too hot. <laughs> 
Yeah. 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 Saying that he one show he took his shirt off and he said it was he got a really bad review. <laughs> <laughs> David looked like a big bear though, wouldn't he? He's pretty hairy. He... <laughs> oh, I well, I, look, I don't think any of you have ever seen a band called Grindhouse, have you? They sometimes go in in a pair of speedos. And it, oh and no! Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, so with that, I'm going to change tack with a little bit of news, and I'm going to start with some cricket news. Um, Braggy Manus Labashane's been dropped from the one-day cricket team. So, what do we make of that? A Queenslander being dropped? Well, that that that'd be be better. He's replaced by a New South Welshman. Uh, two young kids, I think, or younger players coming into okay. the team. So, okay. Well, so, I didn't know about that, but I was more into the fact that Mitch Marsh had been made captain of the T20s after being yeah. on the outer for a long time. Yeah, That's, that was more <laughs> So, Ma- yeah, yeah. Ma- Marnus is born in South Africa, though, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah Not really so a Queenslander. A lot of them have that affinity with Queensland, don't they? Yeah, uh, Kepler. Kepler vessels. <laughs> Joe Bilge Peterson. Oh, God, uh, don't go there. Uh, Why are you bringing up all these people tonight, Rossi? Oh, he's in a mischievous mood. He's in, in amongst friends. So. What, what would Queensland bands have to write about if it wasn't for Queensland poli- right-wing politicians? Yeah, yeah I know. Razor. What, didn't we love yeah. him, Mick? Right, Razor. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. San Francisco. Well. I've got the yeah. original Star single. Balls. Task for I knew you would. What a great! I knew song. you would, Ursula. I knew you would. Yeah, awesome. And then the, the only other bit of news is Agnes Blues Roots and Rock Festival have announced Ooh. Vicar and Linda Bull as their headline act for next year, twenty twenty four. So, That's so cool. have you That's put your hand up good. for Rail Motor, Braggy? We have. We haven't got an answer back yet, but normally the 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 bands right down the bottom of the bill like us won't get a won't get a call up till a bit later. <laughs> I, I I I do need to um think about whether I can tell you my Vicar and Linda story, which uh, okay, but they're lovely girls, really nice and great singers, man. Oh, some of the best, beautiful, beautiful. All right, yeah. So let's um congratulate Mick and Ursula on their their recent album, which has gone, which is very well um. Respected Love is Calling. It's been um, all over the indie charts. People have been talking about it. Um, And I understand that you may be back in the studio recording your next lot of songs. But before we do that, Ursula, I want to talk about ironing music. Oh, dear. Yeah. (laughs) So because you were in ironing music, which was what year are we talking about? The 1920s. No, no, the 1980s, so from, I moved back from Sydney in 83 and uh, this couple were looking for a drummer and I joined them as ironing me and I said, I've got this name of ironing music and they liked it and Yes, yeah, so then we started writing songs together, played a few gigs at the National, but we kept our shirts on. So, <laughs> <laughs> supported Dorothy, that's our big, our big claim to fame. Um, we had ironing boards, put our synthesizers on ironing boards, 
But then uh, <laughs> they decided that the, the drumming, they wanted to go all new order and uh, get rid of the drums. So um, oh. we, we got a, uh, I don't know, some, a synthesizer, I've got blank, um, Roland, <laughs> Roland or a yeah, drum machine. TR-808 or a Lean, a lean yes. drum computer or something similar. And, uh, yeah, so then we started writing and we put out an EP, four-track EP in 1985 and did a film clip, which cost $8,000. I was going to ask about that. <laughs> a lot yeah, of money in those days. And that was, so that it was the weekend of filming and um, it was, it was the, the editing cost the money at the yeah. jump box shows, yeah. And, and it holds up, so it was shown on Rock Arena and lots of hmm. local shows. And um, you brought the swagger. <laughs> yes. So then, uh, <laughs> then fast. Then we broke up. Of course, the couple broke up. And um, fast forward to twenty seventeen, uh, a guy from Florida, USA, sent me a message on YouTube and said, "Does anyone know?" these people and i said yep that's me and he said i work for a record company called medical records llc in seattle and i think we should um reissue re the uh ep it was a 12 inch ep of 250 copies so hmm. so he went to his boss and and i said i've got a cassette of demos and he said send them over and he made it into a full album Wow. And that was released. Wow. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Like, was you can very, see. It was, I'd just be sitting, sitting at, in Brisbane and Florida and we'd have these chats, Florida, New and then it was mastered in London, Cage Studios in London. And, yeah, it was reissued as an album.
but the clip's oh, very much exciting. of its time. The clip's very much of its time. Yeah. Like it looks great when you watch it, right? Like eight yeah. K is a lot. Eight K nine eighty three is like stupid money to spend on a clip. Well, you had to have a camera. You, you, you couldn't film yeah, cameras. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they all did it for money. Really, the editing that cost the money. The money. Yeah. The, mm -hmm. the all the direction. We had hair and makeup as well. They're all students. They're all students. Any chance and of, a, of a ironing of a reunion? Are the other oh, two? No. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't mention that. Oh, the other two shan't be working together again. <laughs> um, that's right. Now you you had a little pack that you okay. sent to Susan Suzanne on Rock Arena. Oh, that's not me, is it? Suzanne Dowling. Yeah, it's Rock yeah, Arena. Yeah. So, her... so what was in that little kit that you sent them? That's right. Yes, I've, I've got that. My mother taped it on a VHS when we were on the show. So I've got yeah. it on a VHS and then I just put it up on YouTube very poorly. So we'd done a, there's a little toy iron, little plastic yeah. iron. It was in a big box. So it was the video cassette of the film clip. Oh my God! Yes, we did that. We actually sent a video cassette of the film clip to everybody <laughs> with a toy iron, like a cutout, cutout cardboard iron. I have got it somewhere. Um, you should have told. Me. I could have brought it all. <laughs> cardboard <laughs> iron, yeah, and photos and blurb. Yeah, yeah. you're a marketing genius. Phone yep. orbit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well before that's your great. time. And, and yeah, said, everything's here except the ironing board or something. So, <laughs> uh, that's that's the that's from the um, show that's on YouTube, yeah. yeah. But when you're working with Mick these days, you don't use an ironing board anymore. <laughs> no, someone, uh, I, yeah, two people have given me ironing uh, keyboard stands, yeah. They've been, oh. But I, I want Brian, he's got a better one. These are the ones that you know you get your finger caught in the thing. I know the ones. Yeah, I know them well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know them. <laughs> yeah, I know them well. All right. So Ursula, what you heard before was the alarm, and that the alarm goes off every ten or so minutes for Braggy to start his "Who Am I?" So otherwise, we forget about it. So I've got to have the alarm on. So, so it's now time for Braggy's "Who Am I?" Part one. Part one. There's three parts. Who is it? Who is it? That's it. That's the jingle. I feel like this one I should read in an English accent just by the first few lines. It seems like it's out of a Monty Python skit. I was born on the 18th of May, 1949, in Perryvale, Middlesex. I was the only child of Frank and Mildred, and the three of us lived in a small house in Woodend Gardens. My father was a pianist in Ted Heath's big band and worked at, as a building supplier while my mother worked at a removals firm. I attended Drayton Manor Grammar School in Hanwell 
And as a family, we spent our summer holidays in Exmouth. When I turned seven, my father paid for weekly piano lessons and I paid him back by passing everything oh. with a distinction. What was the birthday again? What was the birthday? You're not allowed to look it up on the internets. <laughs> 18th of May, no, 1949. Already? Okay. No way. Go. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it? Or will I keep going or will I get an answer? Yeah, keep going. Okay. It's Elton uh, John, is it? No. Uh, Not Elton John. Oh. When I turned seven, my father paid Sorry. for weekly piano lessons and I paid him back by passing everything with a distinction, although the teacher noted my lack of self-discipline when it came to practising. I also took up the clarinet and learned to play the organ at the local church. During my time at Drayton Manor School, I played in my first band, a trad jazz outfit called The Clergyman. Our uniform was the school shirt, but put on the wrong way round. In 1963, age 14, I joined the Atlanta Blues Band, a local blues group that had secured, listen to this, a residency at a mental health rehabilitation club in Neesden. Two years later, I passed my O-levels in English, maths, art and music and went on to study music, art and British constitution at A-level. That's part one. Imagine that so, for a uh, first, first gig. Yeah. And, you got another guess, Ursula? You were close with Elton John, but no cigar. Well, it's not Elton John. It's not Elton John. Yeah, it all stopped. Sorry. So we've talked about ironing music, Mick Madu. Let's talk about Lifetime Achievement Awards and anything else you want to talk about. Rossi, do you want to? have a look at it. Let's have a look at it. Oh, look at it. There it is. Beautiful. I don't know if you can read it. No. We didn't. It says Queensland Music Awards 2015. Grant McLennan Lifetime Achievement Award presented to Mick Majew. Yeah. I thought I was going Majew. to say to whom it may concern. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's well deserved. Yeah. Congratulations. Really That's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, rem I remember seeing Mick's, yeah. Like that for me, that was the most one of the, it was pretty exciting for Mick to achieve that, to earn that. Yeah. And for him to recognize Mick, because as we well know, and I've discussed it with you before, that Mick was known amongst us privately as the tenacious road beast because he worked mm. hard. He really, really worked harder than, well, anyone except for his road crew, basically. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mick, it must have been he fun to. God, we paid them enough. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not not meant to laugh at that. I'm sorry. I think that was serious, Rossi. So I was gonna say, Mick, and I think Curly was probably gonna ask, I'll probably steal on his question, but it must have been fun to play with Mazawak again recently. It was it was really good, hey Braggy. Um yeah, Ursa and I played and we had a good uh, show and it was well attended and um uh four PM? Yeah, yeah, about, about four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and um <laughs> who, who's the band in the middle? Square Tugs. Square Tugs, yeah, they they played and um yeah, it was very it's it really good to see Chris again. Uh, it was in a good place. 
is very happy. I haven't seen him so happy for a long time, actually. He's quite a happy person when we were first working together for the first few years. And um, I think he's had a lot to deal with um, over the last few decades. You know, it hasn't been an easy life. I mean, it's been very successful for him at times. Mm. And at times very difficult. And he could tell he was very happy. Yeah, he was. And it was the last and, night too of the tour. Yeah, and it really showed in his playing too. He played really well. And um, Stuart and... Uh, Tony. Uh, Tony. Yeah, very, really good. Uh, must You know, I don't know how long they uh, they had to like practice or rehearse, but... They were right up to speed with everything, you know. It just sounded great. You got up two songs? Yeah, and I got up and played for played two songs um, at the end. Oh, gee, it couldn't have gone better, really. It the place up Vinny's too it's they've made it bigger now yeah and and those videos that you have that are out there of um, you back on stage with Mazowak and it just I'm, I'm just kicking myself that I missed the gig because that would have just been awesome to have seen I, I think it potentially would have brought a tear to my eye I, I found when I was watching the clips that like I'd seen the shows in Sydney yeah and- previously but just when mick came on stage and just his guitar sitting underneath chris's yeah just took it to a whole new level for me took me back to took me back to about 1986 at the roxy yeah Yeah. that's sure wilson tony bamback bloody great they're fantastic chris was chris played great love you know really really couldn't have gone much better it was a great day great afternoon yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. Saw a lot of old old um, 
friends there, a lot of people that used to come and watch the trial. All that, all the sort of Cold Coast gang were all there in force. Yeah. We're all asking about Peter. Yeah. <laughs> Is he still alive? <laughs> in his footy shorts, he, used to, he shares with us. Where is that little bastard? <laughs> Red Adidas shorts or a pair of tracky pants for the winter. <laughs> um, so, Nick, yeah, oh, with Gold um, Coast was the Gold Coast was always good to the tribesmen. Yeah. Yeah, you would have played places like the yes. Playroom in Bombay Rock, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bombay Rock. Oh, someone, Ian Hogg from Powderfinger, he mentioned, we've got to mention them on one of the Facebook groups, the loudest band you've ever heard. And yeah. Ian Hogg said, Screaming Tribesmen at Bombay Rock. Mm. Are you on the front of house then, Rossi? No, no, Jeff Stewart was. Jeff Stewart oh. was. But what we did do was we climbed over the PA stacks and under the and, and roped under the halls. We put, we draped blacks over the front of the PA and I wrote in white gap on each PA stack, Marshall. So we turned the PA into two Marshall cabinets. I remember oh, doing it. Oh, that's and cool. I think, I think we may have been smoking pot at the time. <laughs> <laughs> the patch is going Another one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Big one. And and in those days, um, we used to go to Jupiter's after we played the playroom. Not not so much to gamble, just because, you know, have a drink and it was the only place open. So we, we yeah. used to go there a lot afterwards. Yeah. We used to, we used to stay and across yeah. the road. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. What was that place called? So, it was, so yeah, it was great to see all. Broadwater. Yeah. Um, What's Broadbridge? Broadbridge Motoring. Broadbridge Motoring. And of course, yeah. all the pubs on that side of That's the border it. had had no pokies then either. I've got to say, one of the, one of those patch shows I remember vividly. Yeah, as yeah. being one of the greatest one of the greatest tribesmen moments of my life. But I, yeah, uh, for for all different reasons, the band were great though too. So Rossi was just talking about the patch, one of the patch shows being one of the greatest moments of his life, Nick. <laughs> yes, I could imagine that. <laughs> 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 Good answer. Yeah. I do know because one of the things I did that night, if you recall me, because I put white gaff in front of everyone's wedges, the other side of the audience side with your room, hotel room numbers on it. I do remember And I think I put gaff, because it was the last night of the year for us. And, and I covered Mick's stand one night there with picks from head to toe. And Mick was just standing there in between. So I'm just like throwing them out. Like, like maybe it might have been like 80 or 90 picks. He's just throwing them away. And Jeff Stewart drove a truck full of girls back to the hotel. I love these stories. up the stage really well. It was really good. And uh, you had the candles going at a lot of places. You couldn't do that anymore, hey? No, no way. way. No. Damn nanny state. 
What what, other, what else did you say? You put candles up. What else? What else did you have on stage? Any other sort of like proppy things? Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> that was later. <laughs> what we what we used to do what we used to do was we would build we I'd build these things that go from the side of the stage to the wings and we would put the cabinets behind it we'd dress those and you couldn't see any of the gear the amp heads would be side stage so all you'd see on the band stage was the band the drum kit and nothing else so it used to look really good didn't it Mick? Um, Unreal, it was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. People appreciated it. You, know? you guys are yeah. pioneers. You, had a you know, that's one, that's one good thing. How cool is that? That you could just go. You know, a lot of times to your, even just to, like because coming from North Queensland, we didn't get a lot of, you know, the bigger bands. We got a lot of cover bands, but even the cover bands would 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 dress up the stage. You know, you'd have a, some guys mm -hmm. hanging upside down playing the bass from the that they put a bar up there, or they'd have different things on stage. It, it was really theatrical, even for a small band, and that doesn't happen anymore. The, the production values for a lot of those circuit bands was very high. There were, there, mm. there were some really, really good circuit bands up there, like, and those guys were really good players. I think, uh, as an aside, not talking about good Queensland circuit bands, but I think Indecent Obsession were originally a Queensland circuit band. Yes, they were. I saw Indecent Obsession at a Sunday session at the Cry in Townsville. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think three weeks later, it seemed that all of a sudden they were on countdown. And Melody and Molly, Molly found yeah. them. What was, that, what, was, what was their uh, song? Wave goodbye or something. Or, all I remember uh, is that they had the guitar. Ursula, have you ever played the guitar? Guitar? <laughs> no. What? Have you seen our film clip, Evidently Boundary Street? Getting light as I move my feet. Walking free on Boundary Street I gotta get down to my radio I got particular places to go I see the girls haven't had much sleep So fine on Boundary Street The punks moved out, the cops moved in The kingpin shot for heroin The valley moves to a different beat Same on Boundary Street Then your kids think they are better than me
have. We have. We what we put well, it on the show a, little, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Yes. There you go. I forgot about that. I, I, th- right. I think. No, I think in decent. I think in decent obsession suffered from the uh, the same fate as the Ruttles did with Leggy Mountbatten, where he liked their trousers. <laughs> Haven't you ever seen the Ruttles? It's a Monty Python sketch based on the Beatles. <laughs> and they had a manager, Leggy Mountbatten, and he liked their trousers. Oh, you know, honestly, you? you are so obscure at times. I have no idea. Yeah, it's got me, that one. The yeah. Ruttles. It's Eric Idle. Eric Idle from Python. <laughs> Look up the Ruttles. R-U-T-L-E-S. It's great. It's on YouTube Absolutely. everywhere. All right. Fantastic. Let's do part two of the Who Am I Braggy. Okay. On that note. <laughs> when we left, uh, this person had just got their O-levels. <clears throat> In yep. 1966, I joined the Concords playing dance and pop songs at local events with my cousin on saxophone and clarinet. I used the money earned for their gigs to buy a Honer Pianet, my first electronic instrument. In 1968, I secured a place at the Royal College of Music in London studying the piano, clarinet, orchestration, and modern music with the intention of becoming a concert pianist. I joined the Royal College on a performance course before a change to the teacher's course, but quickly found out that, okay, yeah. I joined the Royal College. This, so this person's finally got into the Royal College of Music. I joined the Royal College on a performance course, but before a change to a teacher's course, but quickly found out that everyone else there was at least as good as me and a lot of them much better. So I adopted a more relaxed attitude to my studies, spending much more time drinking in pubs and with the staff at the Musical Bargain Centre, a music shop in Ealing. My first booking as a session musician and my first time in a recording studio occurred when guitarist Chaz Cronk entered the shop one morning in need of an organist and bass and brass arranger for members of the Ike and Tina Turner Band. During the session, I met producers Tony Visconti, Gus Dudgeon and Denny Cordell. Cordell was impressed with my performance and offered me more session work for artists at Regal Zonophone Records, which I accepted and began skipping college in favour of session work. That's part two. Anyone got any ideas? Jimmy Jimmy Page? Nope. No. Mm. Not Elton John, not Jimmy Page. You were close with Elton John. I may have seen his son play. This person? Maybe. You think you know who it is, right, Rossi? Maybe. Maybe. Intriguing. When you said Tony Visconti, oh. made me think of someone. Well, wasn't Visconti Elton uh, John's producer as well? Right. And Bowie's. No. Who's Bowie's producer? But Ursula, is, Ursula is slowly zeroing in <laughs> on this person. <laughs> All right. So, Nick, we need to know, what was the, the fav- your most favourite venue that you played? In your peak, in his peak or his in his decline. Sorry, in his tribesman oh. peak. How's that? Oh. <laughs> oh, now he used to tell me about his. That's when I was in my decline. He'd say. <laughs> <laughs> what about the marquee in London? Oh, do you, mean, do you mean like venues in Australia? Yeah. And and the reason I'm asking this is uh, I saw the post on East League's Pub today and 
East Leagues Club's got so I've got so many fond memories of East oh, yeah. and going to see you guys and other, mm. you know, Violent Femmes played there. I saw the Hunters play there. I saw Jason the Scorchers play there. Oh. And I'm just thinking, you know, do artists have a favourite venue that they love to play? So we love certain venues. I, it's, you I, know, I, look, I, I think I do. I think I do. I think my favourite venue was the Tivoli in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Across the George Street. Um, mm-hmm. This was fairly early in the piece. We played there with the Flaming Groovies at oh. one stage, Screaming wow. Tribesmen. Yeah. Played there quite a few times. Had our launch for Bones and Flowers there at the Tivoli. Mm-hmm. And I think we got to use David Bowie's PA. Yes, we Either did. That's right, that isn't it, for that, yes. for that show. Yeah. They, they so, rang us. So that was they rang timing. us. Yeah, look, I, 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 there's a lot of places that. The Tivoli was. Yeah. The one. The Tivoli, the, I think I may have told you the story before that we're, we're in the hotel room, the phone rings, and it's this yeah. guy says, hello, um, I'm representing David Bowie, and I believe you have your album launch on Tuesday, and David needs to do a press conference at the Tivoli on Wednesday. Would it be okay if uh, David brought his PA system and equipment in the day before, we set it up for your show, and then we'll just set it for David after we all finish? <laughs> and I've just got the phone and gone, Guys, guess what? And yeah. they've gone, oh, look, okay, yeah, sure. And yeah. it was insane. It was great. It would have Treated been. it as it... very well. Semi-trailer pulled up in George Street, Sydney. Yeah, it's just amazing <laughs> how just every now and again those phone calls just change our life, don't they? So, mm. yeah. We're at the t- we were at the top of the stairs with our fingers going. Yes, just put that over there. Put that there, <laughs> and we like it like that. And they've just got these guys going <laughs> everywhere. It's fantastic, <laughs> fantastic, utterly brilliant. Yeah. And the band so brained it. The band so absolutely killed it that night. Because right. what was great about it, it was an old fashioned nightclub with raised yep. floors and booths, and it had a curtain. And oh. they go, ladies and gentlemen, the headlining act. And there oh, you were. Wow. Oh, too good. It's like an old-fashioned night, 1950s nightclub. It's unreal. Yeah. yeah. Everything was just perfect. Yeah. Well, the venue that would the, there you're talking about where Pocket Watch played, that, that looked kind of really cool as well, that same old kind of style. It's 100 metres, it's 100 metres up the road from where it used to be. Wow. It's 100 metres up the road. And this is – it's it's the second biggest theatre in Sydney. Wow. The, the Metro Theatre. The Enmore is the big one. Yeah, Metro is the second biggest one, owned by the same people too. Mm, so okay. Wow, blew our minds! I tell you. Yeah, the yeah. Th- like the Adelaide, we had the Thebi, which is a cool old. I know the. Th- We've been yeah. the Thebi. We've played. You played yeah, you would have oh, played the Thebi. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Mick played the Thebi with the Cult. Tell us about the new stuff. What's happening? What's the timeline? And what is you know we loved Love Is Calling. Um, so what's next for Mick and Ursula? Um, well, we're currently speeding towards the halfway mark with our second album. So it's yeah. a rock album. Oh, yeah. Yeah, have a few songs left over from the Mesmerizers and even the Rumours. It sounded really good when I tried them with Ursula, so um, 
when we were playing with Chris Maswak, you know, we wanted to do a real rock set. Yeah. And so uh, I thought, I wonder how these songs are going to sound, you know. I thought I'll leave the acoustic guitar at home for this particular show, you know. And uh, so, yeah. And uh, separated the, the drums. So the drums are coming out of now out of one. Oh, yeah, we made some improvements to our yeah, live, to to our live, live show. So separating the drums with the keyboard. You've so been teching yourselves, them. been teching yourselves pretty significantly. Yes, yes, that's right. We're what? Been teching ourselves, <laughs> yeah. We have. It's true. Yes, I, so, know, I know how to use the loop machine. Woo! We're hoping to be finished the album before the end of the year. And we hope, we hope. Also, as well as rock, I had written a song. Yeah. Oh, hey. is it a love song? You've heard of K-pop? Yeah. yeah. This is this is grey pop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't even see grey hair. It's like. a whole new audience. It's very uh, 1977. It's a whole new audience. Yeah. Just yeah. Post postmenopausal women are gonna dig it. Awesome. <laughs> you got your target market. That's beautiful. There's a market out there for grey haired women with hard of hearing. <laughs> and I'm, I'm there for you, women. I'm there for you. <laughs> that is great marketing ploy. Oh, it is. It I is. told you, Ursula's a marketing genius. Uh, yeah. I was just saying, uh, Mick and Ursula, how I like the way you guys are still thinking in an album. The last two shows, we've had a couple of young country girls on who just spit out one song at a time, you know, onto the internet. Into uh, and I just love the fact that you still think an album, which is what I love. I love to listen to a whole, now, a bigger piece of art, if you like. I was trying to tell my 35-year-old son how we actually consider how to put the songs in order on the yes. albums. Yeah, yeah, it does. You know? Sequencing. So we're just going to knock over the final part of Braggy's Who Am I? Okay. Okay. When we left, this person had just was getting lots of session work. I became a full-time session musician playing keyboards and arranging music for various artists between 15 and 18 times a week. My ability to produce what was needed in a short amount of time led to my nickname, One Take. Some of my early sessions became legendary, like playing Mellotron on David Bowie's Space Oddity, for which I was paid nine pounds. Billy Preston? No, no, he's not English, is he? No, he's not English. No, he's not English. He did live in England. He lived he in did, England. Yeah. Yeah, for, uh, playing uh, yeah. Mellotron on David Bowie's Space Odyssey, for which I was paid nine pounds, and playing wow. one bass note at the end of Marsha Hunt's Walk on Gildan Splinters, for which I was paid the same amount. I soon, however, became disillusioned with session work, despite being paid well because I was not involved in the songwriting. My prominence rose, I love this bit, when I joined folk no. rock group The Straubs in 1970. The group played a series of dates in Paris for a rock and roll circus playing sets and then backing various various circus acts. During one performance, I pushed Salvador Dali off stage when he made an unannounced appearance during one of my piano solos. I thought, silly old sod coming on stage waving his stick. Meanwhile, my session work continued to grow. 
playing on three tracks for Elton John's Madman Across the Water, playing piano on Morning Has Broken for Cat Stevens' Teaser in the Fire Cat, and on several tracks for David Bowie's Hunky Dory. Then in July 1971, <laughs> I was faced with the toughest decision of my life when on the same day I was asked in the morning to join Bowie's band, The Spiders from Mars, and in the afternoon receiving a call, a call from Chris, Chris Squire to join progressive rock group, yes. Yes. I chose the latter and went on to record Great. seven. Yes, yeah. Ashley, you got yeah. it. I, I chose the latter and went on to record seven albums, Fragile and Close to the Edge, a pioneer of the Moog synthesizer and known in general for my mastery of electronic instruments and as a defining figure in progressive rock. My name is Rick Wakeman Curly. Mm. Yeah. So I will point out, I will point out that Rick Thank Wakeman's you. son, Played keyboards for Ozzy Osbourne when we saw him at, as Kenner Rock, Mick. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I didn't know that. That was Rick Wakeman's son playing keyboards for wow. Ozzy. Wow. Yeah. Gee. I didn't know he was in the Straubs. That's one of my favorite songs, of course. Well, there you go. Yeah. I didn't know he was. Straubs. I didn't know he was such a like a classical trained guy. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's mm. really good actually. Listen to his stuff on Bowie's stuff, it's great. It's really yeah, and I didn't know he played on all those famous records. Yeah, yeah, it's not look, you'll find that there's probably like 50 blokes playing on 90% of the top 10 songs in the world. <laughs> yeah, true, <laughs> he's right. We know, we know that a lot of records that we know and love don't have the drummers on them that should have been that have got on, no. on the cover. That's right. Session guys cover for so many people. I mean, yeah. yeah. You think of those guys from Toto, they played on half the records that came out from in the 80s in America. Well, yeah. Page, Page and John Paul Jones. Oh, yeah. Everything in England. Yeah. Yeah. Like those, all those guys. Yeah. 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 But Rick Wakeman, he did, had his solo album, Journey to the Centre of the Earth. That's the one. Yeah, I didn't mention that. That was, that, uh, it was such like his Wikipedia page is yeah. just freaking pages and pages long. Yeah. After, yeah. Over, after yes, yeah. he I played I over the, here. I knew the name. Yeah, he I played knew. over here. He played at Bankstown Sports over the corner here, and okay. was wearing like a cape, like you know, the cape crazy stuff he does. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Wacky as right. so, Rick Wakeman. So, well done, Braggy. That was another good one. So, yeah, absolutely. So, Mick and Ursula, the new album, hopefully by the end of the year. Is that the timeline? Well, hoping to be finished recording by the end of the year. Yeah, uh, so from then, they'll after that, will be up to Barman. Now, have we got a working title yet? We do have a working title. In the Zone. Oh. <laughs> Not what I was expecting. Yes. <laughs> the title of one of the um, one of the ones you'll like, Peter. Well, it's got a little. It's got a little bit more rock in it, has it, Mick? Oh yes. Ah, you know, <laughs> excellent. You, you know, that's my sweet right. spot, right? Uh, yeah, the rocker from way back. The, yeah, looking it's forward that, to it. It's downright heavy. Good. Uh, well, Brian, 
Brian has decided this time to wait till we record all the album before he starts having fiddling with everything because he wants to try and work out what what the album's all about. Because uh, last Brian's... time he was song by song and Brian Mann, yeah. Yeah, Brian's, we Brian's incredibly talented, isn't he? I know, I know. We'd be nothing without him. He's the fifth Beatle. No, the fifth Medjew. He's the third Medjew. I'm going to take... Um... I'm going to take a lot more uh, responsibility for the guitars myself on this one, though. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a lot more guitars myself. Good. And of course, um, Lois Andrews will be involved again. She'll be the bassist playing some bass. Yeah, and uh, yeah, doing a bit of singing with with Brian and me at some. Mm. I think he wants to songs. wait till he hears yeah. the whole album. He was, he, was, he was saying um, he, with Love Is Calling, he kind of started a bit of early with what a lot of the stuff that he wanted to put on and he had to sort of scrap it and start all over again. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, if we are going to be finished by the end of the year, yeah, we're sort of we're going to try I'm and get, we're going to stop try and getting get sick from grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to turn yeah. up each week. <laughs> we only have to turn up for three hours each week. Yeah. It takes, I, I, I do it in one take. I do it in one take. I walk in and go, blah, 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 blah. Right, that's it. So like when they said, that's what I was going to say. When they said it was one take, I was going to say Ursula, but I didn't one want take to be rude Ursula. to Mick. I didn't want to be rude to Mick. <laughs> we, used to, we used to call him 50 take Mick. <laughs> oh. 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 No, I will. I would. That would probably be better as perfectionist, Mick. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mick's oh, records well. always sounded oh, well. good. Well, with the keyboard, you know, you hit the keyboard, you can't be wrong, can you? So, mm. do we have many um, Mick and Ursula shows coming up? We, oh, we, do, we do. We're very excited. We're having a, we've had a break. We, we've had a, we've had a, a break for, for, well, for our standards of break. The last mm. show we did was with Chris Maswag on the 4th of June. Our next show is going to be at the zoo in Fortitude Valley and we're going to be opening for the Johnnies and La Fettes and who's the other... Group, do you remember? Crosstown Collection. Cross, sorry, do you say? Crosstown Collection. Crosstown Collection. So yeah, that's September twenty third. Yeah, September the twenty third. It's a Saturday night. And um, then so, so we'll be we'll be running around in the valley, you know, you know, going home at midnight at night it? with twenty year olds. <clears throat> when they're when they're all starting to come out for the night, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Getting turned Everywhere, away, thousands of them. Yeah. I'll be yeah. getting turned away from bars because I haven't got my. Own. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, yeah. I had him on the car when I was taking Ruby to it. Darling, listen, <laughs> we'll cut the others down. Yeah.
Yeah, you know Ross Wilson produced that. Did he? Oh, yeah, go. sounds yeah. great. It does sound <laughs> awesome. Yeah. He did the first Skyhooks records too. Uh, well, there you go, darling. Yeah, that, but was, Nick's uh, got an affinity with the Johnnies, hasn't he? Yeah, the, good mates, good mates. Yeah, yeah. I remember once Mick and I were having a little bit of a break, and we went down to Dapto. We're we're having our girlfriends and I went for a drive, and uh, yeah, ex, both of us. He took. Ex, hang on a sec. It's a whole other story. Hang on a second. Hold on, hold on. Yeah. So you took your girlfriends to Dapto. <laughs> Such a romantic, Ross. We no, we went down the south coast. We went down the south coast. We went to Jamboree, and then when we came back, the Johnnies were playing at Dapto League. So we went okay. in and uh... see the Johnnies. We walked in, and Spencer spotted Mick and said, "I want to see the singer from the Screaming Tribesman out the back as soon as you can get there." And when I came back, we were drinking already. Didn't that, you remember that, Mick? When we went down to Dapto. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I'm very happy about playing with the Johnnies. It was bloody great. And on the 30th of September, the following Saturday night, we're playing at a place we haven't played before in Ipswich called Banshees. And we're playing there with uh, some other friends of ours called the Double Happiness. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Kristen Black's band. Kristen's a... Uh, uh, announcer on Four Triple Z. She has the Heyday program on the Saturday night. Um, so it's a big comeback. Two sets. Yeah. Two whole sets. Yes. Yeah, so no, that's actually that's actually a tour. Mm. That qualifies yes, as a tour. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. As far as I'm yes, concerned. Right. Absolutely. Um, so so I'm encouraging people to um, get their yeah. tickets for Banshees because. Because I think you know about sixty is a sellout. So yeah, we just you, if you can uh, get get in and get your tickets quickly. If you Go can. west. Yeah. Go west. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, we um we will certainly be pumping that out and uh, letting people know because it'd be great to see you guys. 
playing live again. I'm going to start the wind-up, guys. It's been fascinating talking with you <clears throat> in and out as it has been during the course of the, the show, but we've still had so much fun. Um, I Once again, just thank you both for, for um, having... Um, giving us the opportunity again to have a chat with you. We've been we love both of what you what you're doing and and um, I think I've lost them again <laughs> almost. But um, but you both should be very very proud of Love Is Calling and of course Mick's previous uh, <clears throat> bands in. Um, and he's been in a couple, hasn't he, Rossi? We've got yeah, Screaming Tribesmen, we've got The Rumours, we've got The Mesmerizers. There's The Bluebird, which was an, Bluebirds, which was another one, the short-lived CD band he was in. For a while yeah. there, Mick was going to put me on a tax return as a dependent. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's beautiful. It's true, yeah. though, too, I tell you. You've been on fire, yeah. Rossi. I, look, I've been, I've been, I've been with Rod through all week. You. Yeah. No, no, no. The band's been coming on stage at one o'clock every day. One PM. Oh, we're on. Yeah. God, what are you time for? All righty. <laughs> so get so Mick, I, I was just saying you should be <laughs> should be very, very proud of the career that you've had, the the music that you've put out. Ursa and you are doing some great stuff now, and really looking forward to hearing the the next album. So. Barman, once it's recorded, let's get it out there and let's give the people what we want. And it's a bit of a shift from what did we call it? Synth country or country synth. And now we're into rock and roll again, which is fantastic. So um, once again, just oh. thanks. Thank you both for, for uh, coming yeah, on the show. Guys. If you did enjoy the episode, please like and subscribe, leave a review. We're on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. Check out our website, Unfiltered and Undiscovered. We've already added the Mick and Ursula music to our unfiltered and undiscovered playlist on Spotify, so make sure you check it out. Lyrics from the playlist this week comes from the, a wonderful cover by the band Ups and Downs. It's Comsat Angels. I can't stand up. I can't sit down because a great big problem's got me in my tracks. I can't relax because I haven't done a thing, and I can't do a thing because I can't I relax. I can't. That's it. Thanks, everyone. We will see you all Thanks, again guys. next week. See you, guys. Bye. The declaration of the intention to stop extension into my airspace. I put the flags up, pull up the anchor. Thank you.